0: Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the eastern shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Hi, Angela Visentainer. Hi, Debbie Bowden. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, You know, after our last episode, we talked about looking at it from a business standpoint. And offline, you and I were talking about, you know, what does a business need to do to look at doing a website, right? And it can be daunting. Um, A business knows that they need that, but it's like, especially if they're not used to this idea of building technology and using technology to market their business and get out to the the consumer their their clients. So you agreed to come in today and talk a little bit about the, the things to think about from a business standpoint. So this is kind of our first how-to podcast here on Featured Insights with CCED. So um, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself again, and then I'll frame the conversation a little bit again and just have you start talking about what a business should do. And I may interject with a question or a clarifying, but really this is somebody listening should be able to take the information that you're going to share with them today and understand everything they have to do in building a
1: website. So go ahead with that introduction. Okay. Um, My agency is Maven and Smith, and we do all kinds of marketing work. Um, Probably what we do more than anything else is build websites. So we've worked with um, we've worked with sole proprietors on websites all the way up to large organizations that have 100 employees or more. So have really done all kinds of sizes and scales of websites, and there are some things that are consistently true, whether you're a one-person operation or you're a large business, there are some consistent things you can do to have a successful website project. Gotcha.
0: So what's the first thing? No, what's the second <laughs> thing? Because the first thing is to contact Maven and Smith. What is the second thing that... Um, a business owner. So we're going to take it to that person, right? And talk about that individual who's in the company, could be an owner, could be a communications, could be the front office staff who has been charged with doing a website. What's the Number two thing that they should do.
1: Yeah. So we're actually going to do go with the number zero thing you should do. So okay. before you even reach out to any vendors or start talking to anybody who builds websites, you need to do some sort of internal um, thinking about why do you want to do this project? What are your okay. goals for this website? Um One goal might be to generate new leads. Um, Maybe you need the site to um, sort of validate that you're a legitimate business. So you you make contact with a potential client and you want them to be able to go to your website, see your work, have confidence that you really know what you're doing. Um, Perhaps you do e-commerce, so then obviously you would would need a website in that case. But you want to clearly think through what are your goals? What are you hoping this website will do for you? a lot of times when we work with um, businesses and nonprofits, one of the goals for the websites is to get their phone to stop ringing so much. Gotcha. They want to answer. They want questions that come up all the time that they're always getting calls about to be easily available to people on their website. So that's an, another example of a goal they might have. So really right. understanding what you want out of this website, you got to do that before you start talking to vendors.
0: Okay. And so what if I'm I'm just struggling with that as, as that key decision maker mm-hmm. in an organization? Um... Is it good to talk to other businesses? Is it talk- good to talk to my own employees, cust- trusted customers, to kind of get that idea of what my goal is?
1: Yes, those are all great ideas. Um, going back to the the issue of the questions that come up all the time, your employees can tell you. This is we get this question ten times a day, every day. If it was right. on our website, it would be easier for everybody. Um, so that's you definitely want to talk to your employees, but you have to be careful when you start thinking about your website because you aren't really building it for your employees. You're not building it for yourself. Um, You are building it for your audience, whoever that audience is, whether that is potential customers or if you're a nonprofit, it's the people you seek to serve. Whoever your audience is, um, you kind of have to step out of your role as somebody in the business and put yourself in the shoes of this person who you're serving and making sure that you're developing the site with them in mind. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So it, it's not just having a, a place that when you type in the domain, people get to. You've really gotta be intentional yes. about what that is communicating. So we started with step zero, What's yep. step one.
1: Yeah, so then I think you want to start putting together, um, I think even if you're a very small operation and you're gonna reach out to two or three you know, companies you're aware of who build websites, I would still have, you know, even if it's just a list of bullet points of what you want out of your website, gotcha. um, have something to give the people you're talking to versus just going to them and saying, hey, I want a website. What does it cost? <laughs> because right, they're going right. to need more information yeah. to give you something. And if you, you don't kind of go through together at the beginning, um, whoever your vendor is and and yourself as, as the website client, if you guys don't go through that process together early on to talk about the goals and the audience and what you need that website to do um, – you're going to end up with a disappointing site. It's not going gotcha. to it's not going to do for you what you were hoping. So, right, yeah. Right. So, so being organized at the beginning on that first outreach to potential vendors, whether you do that by just calling them up or you do a formal RFP process where you put it out to bid, well, either way, right. some sort of um, documentation of what your expectations are.
0: Because it's it's not inexpensive mm-hmm. in any budget line to to do a website. Right. So you want to make sure that it's it's you're starting off with. The intention, the goal of having the best, and that partnership of your vendor uh, is going to be important. So after you've done that, so as a business owner, I've already I know what I want. I want an e-commerce site that's going to go to a very specific type of consumer. I've done some research (laughs) online. I've Mm -hmm. looked at other. For vendors, um, I've talked to counterparts, and I've gotten a good idea of who's a vendor. What's the
1: next step that I can do as that business owner? Okay, so then if you're getting into the process of selecting who you're going to work with, there are some different things that you want to consider with with each company you're talking to. You want to know who is on their team, um, who. Who will be working with you? Why is that important? You're going to be spending a lot of time working with these <laughs> folks, and you're going to be putting a lot of trust. And in your investment isn't going to some web design company. It's going to the you know it's the human beings who work there gotcha. who will make the difference. So you want to understand who it is you're going to be working with, what their qualifications and experience are. Um, hopefully, in the process of that back and forth with the proposal and quote, you you get a sense of what their communication style is like. Are ah. they going to be people you want to work with? Are they responsive? Um, That's really important. I mean, the process could take anywhere from three to nine months, depending on how complex the site is and how large your organization is. So you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. (laughs) You want to make sure you're going to work well together. Um, You want to judge the quality of the response you're getting from them when right. you ask questions. Um, the proposal itself, is there a lot of attention to detail? Is it thorough? Are they covering every question you asked? Or are they forgetting to answer certain questions? Right. That's an indication of how they're going to work going forward.
0: Yeah. So it ju- I just had a, re- a eureka moment. So you in this in particular, the website designer is of that level of professional support as an accountant, your banker, right. your uh, attorney. so it's because it's that personable relationship that personal relationship that is going to come out with a product that reflects your organization yes. so that's what that's what i gathered from what you were saying
1: yeah and i think that that's really the the right way for a web design company to approach it um, there's there are a lot of website mills out there who will just generate sites all day long kind of in the same oh, template. Gotcha. Um, you see that a lot in certain industries. Um, real estate's probably a good example where mm. there are certain companies that just do real estate websites all day, every day. They crank them out in the same, um, the same sort of templated format. There's very little customization to that. There's very little representation of any you know the differences of the brand and the style from this real estate company to another you see that in other industries as well um and i think that those are they actually tend to be expensive for providing you less customization and less less personal um understanding of your business and reflecting that in the content that they provide yeah okay what's the what's the next step then so um once you have selected who you want to work with, um, it's always good to have a kickoff discussion um, about how you, and to really lay out how are we going to work together. What are the milestones of this project? And your role as the person who is is managing this project from the company side of things is to make sure all of your internal deadlines are getting met. It's usually best to have a point of contact. Not that there's not other people internally working on right. the website, but you have one person who is the primary point of contact and they're responsible for making sure the project continues to move forward. They're managing the vendor. If the vendor is not doing what you were hoping they were right. doing, they're the one who gets on them for that. Um, and as well as the internal people. If you're looking to get content from different departments within the company yes. <laughs> and they're getting a little slow about that, then you're the one who kind of goes out there and kind of pushes them and nudges them along to get sure. it done. Yeah. Um, so but having that kickoff meeting where everybody kind of gets on the same page in terms of these are the steps in the process and these are when this is when each of these steps will be done and getting that all kind of written out for everybody gets everyone on the same page and avoids a lot of headaches later okay again
0: always planning always having yep. that vision of imagining what that website looks like and how that process is going to work so for an organization They want to pick somebody, even if that's not their typical role that does project management, because it's not just the pretty pictures and it's not just the engaging written word. It is also making sure that things stay on time, stay on task and stay within budget. So once that kickoff meeting happens, what's next?
1: Yeah. So then you usually... um get into figuring out the navigation of the website. What okay. are the, the main menu items um, that people will see when they first come to your site? What are the sub menu items? How are how are they going to navigate through the site? And wow. that is again where you have to really put your shoes yourself in the shoes of your audience. Um, a lot of times companies or organizations want to build the site to reflect the department, the internal structure they have. This department needs to go, is one heading, this department's another menu item. But that's not how your clients interact. So if we use maybe like a health department as an example, um, they have services, all kinds of different services for pregnant women as Mm -hmm. an example. But those services might be offered by different departments. If you set up your site by department, that's not helpful to the pregnant woman who's coming to your site to try to figure out what are all the services that are available to me that could help me. And so you have to shift the way you're presenting information from how you normally do it internally to what is easy for somebody outside of the organization to understand. Gotcha, And that gotcha. can be really tricky. So. And it's interesting
0: that it's the term that's co- used is navigation. Mm-hmm. So you're really, you're, before you even write your first bit of copy yep. or take your first photo or have an about page, yep. you're thinking of that that user, that viewer of the website and how they're going to get the information and get through your site. So exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. So you've got that done. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I'm sure that takes what, four, 14 <laughs> minutes? No, that's really intentional too, right? Yes. How do you, how would you suggest that that project manager now that's in the organization, how can they help themselves navigate internally yep. with all of the various stakeholders in that organization to make sure it's laid out uh, in the best way.
1: Yeah. So um, some of that work happens at that step zero we were talking about before okay. you even start talking to companies. You might sort of start to have an idea of the information that needs to be on your site. And, and then once you're further along in the process, that starts to gel into, OK, categories of information that, gotcha. that you use to navigate. Um, internally there's there's some salesmanship sometimes internal gotcha. salesmanship that needs to happen by the project manager for a website because your the staff that you're working with your your coworkers may feel much more comfortable with the way things are sort of internally structured mm-hmm. in terms of communications and then shifting that to can be difficult so right. so you kind of have to be a little bit of a cheerleader for the process um you know and helping helping other internal stakeholders understand why it's being done this way mm-hmm. um and that your work and your your department is still being represented here it's it's just not being labeled as such you can right yeah, yeah. does yeah. that make sense it does okay. it totally
0: makes sense and so i think and and that the fact that you were asking that question back as a subject matter expert kind of shows so the listeners on under- understand that we're not saying this is easy. No, this is this is work and that you do want to have that intention and take time yep. to make sure you've got this foundation. And that's why you're providing kind of
1: this step by step. way of looking at building a website. What's next? Okay, so you've got your navigational structure, which is essentially an outline for your content. Oh, there so, you go. Can yeah. you say that again? <laughs> it is an outline for your content, your right. navigation is is your outline. So from that standpoint, it's pretty easy to identify what content is needed. Now, creating the content, that's another story. But but you start to be able to very clearly see what what types of information, photos, videos you need on your gotcha. site. Um, in terms of getting that done, this is where we often run into delays in websites. And, and if there's going to be a delay in getting a project done, it's probably around content. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of times the struggle is internally. Everybody already has a full plate. Um, writing content for a website is not in anyone's job description, most likely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And you have other priorities and, and things that, that are, you know, at least in that moment, more important than writing a website page. Sure. So there's a couple of ways to get around that roadblock. Um, if the company you've hired has internal copywriters, you can put that burden on them. That can be part of their scope of work. Um, in that case, they maybe will give you, um, An outline that they would like you to fill in and you can just kind of put some notes and bullet points and then they will turn that into the lovely paragraphs that are written for search engine optimization um, for your website. Um, So that would be one way to do it. If your vendor doesn't have internal copywriting, they may be able to recommend somebody who you could contract to take that on. Um, Or it could be that you just need to get the buy-in from Um, your management that this is actually a really important part of your job right right now. That sales. Yes, exactly. And that you do need to be able to offload some of your other responsibilities if you're going to be responsible for creating content internally that somebody else has to pick up the other things that you're not able to get to because if you don't have some time blocked off to do that writing for the site, it's just never going to happen. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so what about photography and videography? Because
0: people can write about their stuff, but few organizations have internal
1: talent that yes. can do a visual representation. Right. And um, thankfully, that is something most people recognize um, because, you you know, you do need good quality photos and videos for your site. And some people want to rely on stock photos. And in some cases, that might be okay. There are, there are companies like Shutterstock or iStock where you can go get photos of all kinds of things. Gotcha. Um, but in most cases, your own original photography is going to be much better, especially mm-hmm. if you're selling a product. Clearly, you need to have good right. pictures of your own product on your site. Um So even, I would say that's true, even if you are maybe in something like manufacturing or ag technology, because there are beautiful stock photos out there, but there's not a lot of them, and you see them on lots of sites. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, that's good So you can use that gorgeous, uh, you know, manufacturing, welding stock photo that you see, but it's... Other people will have seen it. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So it is worth, I think, a lot of times that investment of getting good quality um, photography done. Right. And video is, you know, it's increasingly huge. It really is people... People are busy. They've got headphones in all the time. They want information that they can yes. get from a video quickly um, while they're driving in their car. Sometimes they may not be watching the video, but they're listening to the content exactly um, to get the information that they want. So video is is pretty important. And, mm-hmm. and both photography and videography they're an investment, and it can seem tough to add that to the budget on top of the actual web design and development. Sure, um, but it's really important, right? Um, because it it's right. It's what catches the eye first. Yeah. 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 And I think so if we talk about that budget challenge a little bit real okay. quick. Um, so if you you know, you know don't have the luxury of being a large organization that has a, a good, healthy budget to, to build out the site, um, maybe you're a much smaller business and you're getting started and the idea of making that investment just seems really tough. Um, the great thing about web- websites is that they're expandable. So I think the important thing is to do it the right way, even if you're building one page. Gotcha. If you are building one homepage landing page that has – And that's just kind of saying here's who we are here's a look at you know the beautiful work that we do Um, this is what we believe in and it doesn't say much more than that you've got one page there um, but it's done well it's mobile optimized Um, it has search engine optimization incorporated Um, it's well-designed to share on social media. Ah. Make that investment on that one little page, if that's all you can afford. And over time, you can build that out with additional pages and additional information. Sure, sure. And so, but that goes to sub zero, Mm -hmm. right, of
0: understanding that. Um, Is there a capability then to kind of get a cost, um, a, a budget range from different vendors just because somebody starting off may not know if it's going to be a $5,000 investment or a $500,000 investment right so is there information somewhere that somebody who is in a manufacturing Mm -hmm. we've been using that as an example wants to have their just they want to tell their clients and potential clients what they are who they are and what they do Mm -hmm. is there a way to get that kind of first pass information on what that might that budget might be.
1: Yeah, it's it's that is tricky because it's one of those things, if you Google that question, you'll right. see a range from $500 to $50,000, which is not very helpful to you. Right. So really the kind of the only way to do that is to start talking to um, people who do this work. Gotcha. Start talking to, to web design companies and getting quotes from them. Um, you can go to a company and say, I have a budget of $3,000 for this project, which would be a pretty small Site at three thousand sure. dollars, but you can say what What can you do for me with this three thousand dollars? And that's where maybe you have the discussion of Well, we're not going to be able to build out everything you want at this point, but we can build you a really solid homepage, you know, landing page, right. and maybe a really rock star about page. And then um, over time, we can expand on that. Gotcha. And and you know, that budget that you've got will get you those pages built properly, um, search engine optimized with good photography. And so that's another way you can approach it. Right. Um, sometimes yeah. people aren't comfortable going to a vendor and saying, "Here's the amount of money I have to spend." Yeah, right. And you have to obviously feel comfortable with who you're talking to to do that. But it's it's an approach you could take. Yeah. What step are we on? The oh, next I don't step. Know. What's <laughs> We're next? well into the steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. So then, you know, you get all the content together, you get the photography and then it kind of seems like things go quiet for a while because that's when your web developer is really working on building out the site. Um, so the main thing there is to just be available to answer questions as they come up. Um, being really quick to respond to questions from your, um, web designer and web developer is really critical to, to keeping the project going along. Um, and then, um, the design side of things i think we kind of skipped over design so going back to that um depending on who you're working with they might provide you with um like a mock-up of what the home page oh, is going okay. to look like yep. or they might go ahead and, and kind of actually build out that home page and have you look at it and then it's really important to give feedback at that stage about what you like and don't like about where the design is going gotcha. if you don't do that at that stage and you kind of say all right looks good and they keep going the changes that would then have to be made are substantial, and most likely you're going to have to pay for those changes. Right. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. important to, you know, and this is part of that kickoff meeting is talking about milestones and what you're signing off on. So when you sign off on the design, like that's that's a commitment that this is the direction that the the look of the site is going. So you want to take your time to make sure you're happy with that. And I think that's important to repeat. Because I think people go,
0: oh, that's just a proof. Mm -hmm. And I can do, I don't have time today to look at it, but I want to get this off my list so I can meet my deadline. But it really is also setting up the communication of this is what the client, the business wants to the designer. Right. If there's an element of it, it design the um the mock-up has red all over and the company is not about red right even though they communicate it maybe something got yeah you want to let them know yes. you want to let the vendor know that red is not to be used yes because then red gets put throughout the site and it's a lot more expensive yeah. and time consuming yep and so that project manager is not just managing a project they're managing change right and we all know that that's like That's much, takes a lot more to manage
1: change than the do it right the first time. So, yeah. And I would say the two critical points in the process where. You kind of want to lock it in. You want to you want to hash it out until you're really good with it. Is your navigational structure and the design okay? Um, content's pretty easy to change. If you know, hopefully you don't have to make a lot of good changes. But right. you know, you you write the content, it gets uploaded to your site, and then the site launches, and you realize, oh, there's a typo here, or I forgot to mention this thing. Pretty easy to edit that text. If you start changing the navigational structure of the site, gotcha. the aesthetics of the site, those are substantial changes. Um, so you really want to. You really want to get those right out of the gate.
0: Yeah. So
1: we've got a beautiful
0: website, don't we? Yeah. And it's it's bringing in all (laughs) kinds of clients. What's that kind of last step, last thing that from a business standpoint, they should be thinking of when they're doing a a website?
1: Yeah. So um – there's static content on your site that changes rarely over time, and then there's dynamic content that changes more frequently. Um, it is important for your site to have at least some dynamic content. Gotcha. Um, search engines um, like it when there's something new. It's it's not like the old days of original um, SEO search engine optimization where you had just constantly be blogging you had to constantly be posting that was part of what the determining factor was in terms gotcha. of how your page ranked that's not the case anymore um, well developed i tell people if you can if you can get one really well developed post up every couple of months, that's probably sufficient. Gotcha. Um, Google and search engines like content that is exhaustive and complete. So if you're going to write, um, so you're, let's stick with the manufacturing example. Right. Um, you manufacture widgets and you want to um, talk about uh, this new innovation in your widgets. You, get, you need to write a post that's really getting into why is this widget different, how does it work, what are the advantages? All of those things. It needs to be exhaustive and long form. So it's a commitment to write stuff like that. Right, um, right. But that helps keep your website relevant. It's useful to your clients. So that's kind of some of the ongoing um, ongoing part of maintaining your website. There's also technical glitches that happen. It's And so having a plan for the maintenance of the site is really critical. Gotcha. Um it would be lovely if we launched sites and nothing ever went wrong from the day that you went out into the world. <laughs> it just isn't the way it is. A lot of sites are using, you're using different applications for different functionality of the site. There's an update to that app and it crashes some other part of your site. God, so not- those are things that are going to happen. Um, you need to be prepared for them. If you don't have the internal capability to manage something like that, you want to know you know is your is the developer who built your site are they available to provide right. that maintenance if they're not who do they recommend who will provide maintenance for the site you want to have that locked down before the site launches right back to that step 0 yeah. so a lot of it starts at
0: step 0 yeah, it's a lot of planning uh, a lot of planning and then the execution and then reflecting back and making sure that everything's been done properly that Reaches the goal of the the organization and what they want out of the website, the communication with the vendor, the vendor's communication back, staying on deadline, yep. staying on task, yep. which helps you to stay on budget. And then looking at it as not just, oh, okay, the website's done. That's it. I never have to do anything with it again. Right. But planning from step zero that there's going to be maintenance and there's right. going to be updates and there may be some content um, development that needs to be done. Right. Well, we have run out of time. You've covered a lot <laughs> of information um, in a short amount of time. So, But thank you for coming back and talking with us. And I hope that businesses that are listening understand that it's not just about doing a Google sheet and you're done. There's some intentionality to it. There's some process to really make sure you've got a professional view into the Internet of your organization. So Angela Vizentaner with Maven & Smith, thank you so much for coming back in. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast
1: platform.